Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Episodes come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please follow us on social media, write us a review, and also share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. That way, you can play a single episode and fall asleep without another one automatically playing. This episode is supported by People That Snore in Shavasana. Tonight, we'll be reading The Early History of the Airplane, written by Orville and Wilbur Wright. This book consists of three short essays about the beginnings of human flight. The Wright brothers weren't the first to build and fly an aircraft, but they were the first to invent the ability to control the aircraft's wings and make modern flight possible in 1903. This is their recounting. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths.
Though the subject of aerial navigation is generally considered new, it has occupied the minds of men more or less from the earliest ages. Our personal interest in it dates from our childhood days. Late in the autumn of 1878, our father came into the house one evening with some object partly concealed in his hands. And before we could see what it was, he tossed it into the air. Instead of falling to the floor, as we expected, it flew across the room till it struck the ceiling, where it fluttered a while and finally sank to the floor. It was a little toy known to scientists as a helicopter, but which we, with sublime disregard for science, at once dubbed a bat. It was a light frame of cork and bamboo covered with paper, which formed two screws driven in opposite directions by rubber bands under torsion. A toy so delicate lasted only a short time in the hands of small boys, but its memory was abiding. Several years later, we began building these helicopters for ourselves, making each one larger than that preceding. But to our astonishment, we found that the larger the bat, the less it flew. We did not know that a machine having only twice the linear dimensions of another would require eight times the power. We finally became discouraged and returned to kite flying, a sport to which we had devoted so much attention that we were regarded as experts. But as we became older, we had to give up this fascinating sport as unbecoming to boys of our ages. It was not till the news of the sad death of Lilenthal reached America in the summer of 1896 that we again gave more than passing attention to the subject of flying. We then studied with great interest Chanute's progress in flying machines, Langley's experiments